The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. You're tuning in to Flawed and Fabulous. I'm Ash and I like to think we are all flawed, but we are also fucking fabulous. Welcome, welcome. Episode eight. This is my first ever solo episode on the potty and truth be told, I'm a little bit nervous and it feels very strange talking to myself. I do have some notes. As you all know, I love to go rogue, so hopefully this will keep me on track. This is technically the first episode I'm recording for 2021, and you might remember at the end of last year in episode five, me talking about why I believe New Year's Day is not the time to set goals or intentions. The reason behind this is at that time of year, most people already have abandoned their goals or failed, so they lose momentum and lack motivation or focus and ultimately just give up. We're still so busy with our schedules and it just becomes impossible to really commit to anything. As I'm prepping for this episode, it is the 1st of Feb and I feel pumped, way more motivated and energised than I did on the 1st of Jan. The 1st of Jan, I felt frazzled and shit. I believe February is all about new beginnings like birthdays, when it's the new year, new you, new routines can all start. If you're a drinker like me or a school mama like me, the 1st of Feb is also when all the major festivities are over and the goddamn kids are back at school and the sweet, sweet smell of routines and moments of alone and silence are so close you can smell it. I put a poll out on the gram last week asking the community if they were feeling like me, burnt out, unmotivated and in desperate need of some TLC time and 81% said hella yes. Oh, shameless plug, if you're not following along on Instagram and want to vote in cute polls like this one, you can find me at With Love Ash. I'd love to connect with you more over there. So given that, and that I was already doing it for myself anyway, it seemed like the perfect topic for today's podcast, which is how to reset after the silly season and commit to a healthy self-care practice and set some goals or intentions, whatever you want to call them, for 2021. But before we get stuck into today's episode, it's angel card time. And actually, I have to be super honest right now, this is the first angel card I have actually pulled for 2021. I have been so busy that it has not even entered my mind to pull an angel card. So I have pre-shuffled. I sat with the cards for a bit, asked the angels for my message and let's see what they have in store for me for 2021. (laughs) Um, Creative project. So I received this a lot last year and I just got so damn busy that I did not spend time using my creative mind the way that I wanted to. So this is interesting. Creative project. Your soul longs to express itself in creative ways. We're guiding you to infuse artistry and creativity into your life. Creative expression makes you feel alive and excited and reignites passion towards your life. Now, additional um, in the book, there'll be an additional meaning for this card. So I will just find it. This card says that you need more avenues for creative expression. The angels are guiding you to look for such outlets at work and at home. For example, write, play music, make crafts, paint, 
sew or redecorate. It doesn't matter whether your artistry is market ready. What's important is that you allow your inner artist to enjoy freedom of expression. Additional meanings for this card, work on a meaningful project that you've been procrastinating about, enroll in a creative class such as photography or dance, your life purpose and a meaningful career will come to you through creative ways that are unimaginable right now. So don't worry about how or what your life purpose is, just follow the path before you. And actually so weird, like literally half an hour ago, I was um, on Instagram and I was looking at my friend Kira's stories and she had been at her Tuesday dance class where they were learning like a very sexy dance and I was just like, oh my God, I wish I could do that, but I'm also cringing. I would be so bad at that. So maybe it's the angels telling me to go and put get my sexy back and learn how to dance. Well, that is my first angel card reading for 2021. And now a little life update about why, what I've been up to these past few months and also what I've been feeling. And to be completely honest, I feel like sometimes it's a recurring um, phase of my life, but I was feeling really burnt out um, over the Christmas break. It was pretty hectic um, time of year with I guess everyone has so many family and social commitments over the December, January period, but mine really felt like it started from October. Um, I had my first ever hired love workshop and then it was followed by my big 35th birthday celebration Um, and there was something else that popped up that I'll actually be sharing in next week's episode, so stay tuned for that one. And then between the normal of work life, mum life, love life, friend life. Um, Eden and I had our trip to Hamilton Island, which was right before Christmas. We got back, my dad was visiting. Then we had Christmas, um, had friends stay with us. We had Easton's birthday, um, New Year's, Magic Millions, friends birth, multiple friends birthdays, um, things to do in preparation for our new house, things to do in preparation for the new build of Hot Rock. I also have um, Horn's birthday, which is always um, really triggering time for me, um, thinking and going down memory lane and, um, you know, giving him the love and attention that he deserves. But it can be quite challenging and heartbreaking at times to revisit that but we had a beautiful um, celebration for him with all of our friends and family and on his actual birthday Ryder Carter and I went out to the gardens but we caught the special place and we had a little breakfast picnic with Nutella donuts and decorated um, his site and um, his special place and it was listened to some music and wrote him letters and it was a really really nice morning it was like the, spe- the probably the first year that the boys had really gravitated to being involved in making decisions and um look I'm not saying it's a tradition I love because I wish he was here but um it's as nice as it possibly can be in the midst of all of that my mum had been severely unwell um and that had caused a lot of stress within our family internally um and with stress comes arguments and um you know, high emotional fueled conversations and there was a big miscommunication in within the hospital um, and they had told my mum while Eden and I were sitting there that she won't be leaving hospital, that 
this was it. And Eden and I were caught so off guard by this. We had no idea. We had just come back from a two-night stay in Brisbane. We had been at the W, um, having a little bit of downtime in between all those social activities and um, more downtime connection time, um, which was really nice. And when we came back on the way back from Brisbane and stopped in see mum, um, she was highly medicated on um, morphine and they were talking about making her comfortable and we had no idea what the fuck was going on and I asked the nurse to read her chart to me and that's when it came and said like we'll not be leaving hospital. I'm like there's been no family care meeting. I don't understand what's going on. Mum was literally so off her head on medication that she really couldn't even communicate at this point. Um, and it worsened over the next couple of days mentally being told that she was never going to leave. And then given um, this was actually in between Christmas and New Year's, there were no doctors available in the private hospital and she had to wait pretty much until the new year for someone to tell her that she is going home um, and it she had been in hospital for nearly five weeks and if anyone's ever been in hospital, five weeks would be like a form of like torture to be in that sort of environment. Um, no, not, not good food, like they do their best but, you know, you don't have your own bed, your own things and, you know, it, it was a really dark time and it really took its toll on our whole family, especially my mum. But I'm happy to say that she came out of hospital um, like early Jan and she's been at home for a few weeks now getting her medical care at home and um, she's getting stronger day by day and she's had her own physical and mental work to do to get through that and I know that cancer affects a lot of people and there will be people listening that have cared for loved ones during cancer treatment and it really is scary and fucking frightening and heartbreaking to see the people that you love suffering so much. But we're on the mend for now and um, we are building our strength back and um, building our positive mindset and then we are working out a future treatment plan for mum when she feels ready. She is terrified of chemo. Um, chemo is what put her in hospital last time because it just hit her too hard without having the immune system to support it. So everything just went downhill as well as an infection that she's been battling in her liver since April last year. So... That is why I felt burnt out. Um, it was a lot to take. I didn't feel like it was a relaxing break. It was actually really stressful to stay so committed to all of our social commitments. Um, we had family visiting, friends visiting and don't get me wrong, it was a nice distraction also but it was making me really push down what I needed to deal with and I was becoming extremely frustrated or internalising anger and frustration and wasn't really expressing myself and I've done that before when Horn passed away and I know what type of place it can lead me to and I wasn't prepared to go down that path again. So um, I had to really um, take a break, take a step back. Um, I could feel the Botox disappearing from my forehead that I'd been frowning that much and I just knew it was time to hit the reset button. So basically today's episode is going into making you aware of what you might need to hit the reset button for. So there can be so many different things, 
But this is how I reset and why I think it's so important. So the first little key takeaway would be to recognise or admit. You need to recognise how you're feeling, admit or surrender, whatever word you prefer to use, and say, I need this. This is, I am not in a good place and I am no good to anyone if I'm feeling like this. And one of the biggest lessons I'm still learning, and I've had a podcast um, episode about this, um, about like not giving a fuck and saying no, um, but I'm still learning. I, my love language is acts of service. I'm a people pleaser, perfectionist. I have all these traits where I love to do things for people. I don't like to let my family or my friends down. Um, so I definitely still overcommit myself, but learning to say no and remembering that no thank you is a complete sentence and can be said without any guilt attached to it. So then, you know, recognizing your mood, you know, are you being your normal self? Are you maybe a little bit more agitated than usual? What's your tolerance level? Are you shouting at your partner or your children? Um, do you have no time, you know, for yourself? So your temper is short and you have that short fuse and you can be set off at any time. These are all signs that there is something festering and you need to recognise or admit that something needs to change. Next, you need to evaluate evaluate your consumption. I've spoken about consumption before. This includes but is not limited to tech time, TV, finances, food, alcohol, social media and social outings. These all play a huge part in your mental and physical well-being. And I can honestly say from early December through to maybe two weeks ago, my consumption was shit ass in all areas. Like everything there was terrible. I was just overindulging in so many areas and it was doing nothing for me. I actually think I was using it as a numbing agent. And look, that ain't healthy. So, you know, I also, for anyone that watches Vikings, I had never watched Vikings before and um, Eden and I were a little bit lost for a show and we're like, oh, Vikings, I like period dramas. It's all loosely based on like, you know, the history back then in like the 500 AD onwards. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Maybe a bit gruesome. Anyway, got into it. Danger, 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 danger. I'm a show addict at heart. So if I find something that I am like all about and I know that there's more seasons out there, it is controls me. I become possessed with this show and I cannot survive without watching more and sitting up late. So we watch the entire six seasons of Vikings. We are fully up to date in about a month. That is hours and hours and hours of TV that I don't usually watch. Then I need to throw in that we have a local Italian restaurant around the corner and I would hate to see how much freaking money I spent there on just ordering Italian comfort food, which is literally my go-to if I'm feeling a little bit off. Just give me a spaghetti Napoli and some garlic bread and I'm a happy girl. And then when you're watching TV, I'm – look – carbs, like I can eat worse stuff than pasta and garlic bread, but when you've been eating pretty lightly, that just starts to then makes you feel even more sluggish. 
Um, I got a severe indent in my finger from holding my phone for how much scrolling I've been doing and just like, again, numbing, mindless scrolling, nothing like bringing anything to my life, just scroll, 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 habit, pick up the phone. We did so much socially over summer. I was craving alone time. I needed to be alone to process my thoughts and see what's going on in there. Why am I feeling like this and how the hell can I fix it? Which leads me to number three, declutter. And this goes for a huge different things. If you feel like you you need to Marie Kondo your house, your head, your heart, everything, because if you feel overwhelmed by clutter or mess and you just leave it, and it gets worse and worse and worse, well, then you go into – well, I would go into meltdown mode. So when um, the kids uh, start – when Holly started back from her holidays and they were going out on their little day trips during the day and I was getting some time to myself but then I had so much shit to do, I needed to declutter like the fridge, get all the bad food out and restock it with healthier choices. They had all the toys from Christmas and then um, Easton had his birthday so there was a fucking shitload more toys that had come into the house so they needed to be sorted and organised and truth be told Holly actually did that. Then it's all the clothes that they've grown out of and changing that, reorganising the pantry again with the healthy foods, went through my bathroom, God knows how many products I have accumulated over the past like three months or maybe six months and um, went through all of that and organised all my makeup and got all that clean and tidy. And then I looked at my schedule and I was like, I am like running here, running there, doing this, doing that. Like I need to either start saying no or condensing it into an easier travel so it's all done on the one day. Then that leads me to create. So you need to create either a new schedule, a new routine, a new way of living that is going to help with your mindset, is going to help with your health, and then you've got to commit to it. By doing this strategically and being aware of what I am doing, it's way more achievable for me in smaller wins at the moment. Smaller wins keep me motivated to keep going. I set small goals and then I set a stretch goal. So if you don't know what a stretch goal is, that's like the big dream. And that's further down the track. That's what you're working towards over a long period of time. But these small goals that are achievable make you feel good and then you work towards the bigger goals goal and with you know the the stretch goal as the name suggests it's there to give you a push it's there to stretch you it's to make you push yourself to grow or achieve something that you didn't think that you could actually get done and you know it's not like um, I'm setting myself up to fail and then chucking in the towel because my goals were too unrealistic for where I'm at at this stage of my life or what's happening within the house and not being able to actually do that. So take some time, sit down with yourself, have a cup of coffee, glass of wine, whatever floats your boat and go through and just check in with yourself, have a piece of paper go and mentally um, declutter and go through all the things. It's been a freaking crazy year to say the least and then pair it with the silly season and all the social communities, all the family. You really need to just take that time to reset and figure out what you want for 2021. So after I hit the reset button, it's time for me to recharge. I recharge my mind, 
my body and my soul. So I can scan my body from the inside out from basically my head to toe and make a list of what needs doing or what I want to achieve in that area. And as I said, like I am all about the internal work, but I'm also about the external work. So the list can be pretty freaking long, but I'm going to share some things off that list with you that might, you know, spark something inside you and think, hey, I should be doing that too. So this is basically how to reset and create self-care routines that you can do at the start of every year and just check in. You know, I'm 35, not getting any younger. There's specific things that I need to have on my regular to-do list at the start of each year and make sure I am living my, I hate saying that term, living my best life, but you know, the best version of me, whether that's healthy, physically, mentally, um, and just just setting those goals and recapping on what I didn't like about last year and what I can improve on this year. So my health, my, well, let's start with my number one health, like appointments and health goals. Okay. So we're going to start with my number one, which is health. And these are my health appointments and health goals. So for example, I've had a really sore hip for like a long time and it got really bad over Christmas and it might have been because I stayed in all different beds moving around a lot so the number one thing I wanted to do was go to my osteo and get a check-in and get him to crack massage pin me whatever he needed to do and make sure that um you know my hip because when that's in pain it just like unsettles my whole body so went and saw him he did his business and then that led to him being like oh I think you need an EOS scan because I think one leg is shorter than the other and that's why it might be causing you this discomfort. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to wear one of those shoe lifts. But, hey, if it stops my hip from being sore, that is fine by me. Check in with the dentist, scale and clean, and I'm also deciding whether to put my braces back on or not. I've got a breast check. Um, I have the fake boobies. So I have had a loose implant for about five years. And with social media and all of its wonderful things that it does, it can also create a bit of fear. And I've learned a lot about breast implant illness um, over the past couple of months. And um, I have a lot of, not a lot of pain, but I get um, pain spouts in my left booby and um, it feels like something needs to change in there but I have a fear of going under and I've left it for so long because I didn't want to get put under and then something happened to me and then my kids have no parents. So um, but nope the time is now so I have that appointment actually I have that appointment today so wish me some luck. Um, Next is a pap smear which is um, aka cervical screening these days. Um, That's how long it's been since I've actually had one. So I am overdue for that, which is a naughty, naughty, no one likes them, but every lady needs it. So this is your reminder, ladies, to go and get papped or have a cervical screening. Uh, My skin check, which is for skin cancers and also age preventative things. Um, I'm actually having a test patch on my leg, which is to remove some sun age spots. So that was a pretty cool um, experience. I've had that done and now I have to check it every week for four weeks and see if the sunspots um, go away. You don't need to be, um, I had to actually put fake tan on for this. So it's very different to everything I've had done on my face. So I'm looking forward to see what comes of that. 
Now, with my goals, some of these are always in my goal list, but I've fallen off the bandwagon. So you got to pop them back on and focus and get motivated on that. So meal prep, I want to uh, learn more about my cycle. I feel like I have a bit of an energy block at the moment. So um, I need to do some work on that. Uh, just generally make good choices, whether that is with um, alcohol or food um, and learn more about vitality and how to nourish my body, uh, movement, daily movement, find something that excites me and that I like. It might be that dance class I mentioned earlier. Um, I have like a little bit of a fear of needles, but I do them for cosmetic purposes. So why can't I do them for health reasons? I'm going to inquire about some IV treatments this year to get my body flooded with vitamins and nutrients. And I have some spiritual healing, um, booked next week to help me with that energy block that I was talking about and just a mental debrief. Um, I know Monique is not my therapist <laughs> anymore, but um, yeah, I need to figure out how I'm going to mental debrief in the future uh, in regards to that because Monique was my go-to gal and now share it with all of you. So um, I need to find someone else. And um, obviously I love chatting to Eden and my friends, but sometimes you just need to have that one-on-one um, secret session where you know everything that you say is private and um, won't be repeated or thought about after you leave the room. Beauty appointments, they are my favourite of faves. (laughs) I can spend countless time, energy and money on beauty. So um, I've had my hair cut, probably need my regrowth done, keratin treatment, my regular nails that I love getting done at the Natural Nail Bar, which is at the Clean Beauty Maker, uh, Clean Beauty market um, on James Street on the Gold Coast. If you go there, the beautiful Mel has been looking after me for a while now and I am just in love with my nails. My injectables, I will be due for them because I've frowned them all off and the lovely Sam from Magnolia will be helping me out with that and I'll probably get a micro while I'm at it. And I'm thinking about a full body scrub and, you know, just really cleanse and take off all that dryness, all that um, summer skin and get a nice little cocoon wrap, which sounds fab. Um, and with my beauty goals, look, it's obviously I like to look my best. I like to look after myself the best way possible. So, um, yeah, that's really my only goal is to look fucking fabulous. So watch this space. Uh, life appointments, which are quite boring, but given the level of shit that happens in my life, I have already, and it's only the 1st of February, met with my solicitors, accountant, bookkeeper, HR consultant, business banker, and insurance broker. So never a dull moment for me checking in to make sure I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I don't want anything to bite me on the ass later. So if you don't have all of your I's dotted and your T's crossed in those areas, don't be slack people I hate to say it but you never know what's around the corner pull your finger out and get it done so my life goals with my life appointments I'm feeling that 2021 is going to be a big year we've got the house coming I'm got a green light for hot rock to be built and everything's going to be happening at once but I'm so freaking excited we have been waiting so long for this and I'm so so super excited. One, to have a home and two, to have an amazing new workplace. I am 
so, so excited. So I hope all of that goes well. And, um, you know, by mid this year, we are living it up. In my relationship goals, now following last week's podcast episode with Monique Harding, um, the relatable therapist, um, she just shares so many gold nuggets and even I've probably listened to the episode myself three times now and um, for all sorts of reasons. But every time I listened, I got more out of it and Eden is such a beautiful partner and his love language is words of affirmation. And it's a practice what you preach that it means so much to him when I speak to him, one, nicely, um, two, um, in a rewarding, encouraging type way. Um, And it's really an effortless thing to do because words come so naturally to me. Uh, But when I'm caught up in my own shit, it's very easy to forget what your other partner is craving with the children, I am really going to try focusing on being flexible and fun because I feel like I am so far from that and I don't want to be the one that is always cranky and in the routine and in the clean-up mode. Um, so I bought myself a bike. Um, I've ridden it three times, which is more than what I thought I would. So I'm trying to get on their level and connect with them and do things that um, excite them and that we can bond over and just deal with the fact that I am in fact a boy mama and some of the shit that they do I am not going to like, but I need to get on their level and show interest in the things that they are interested in. So I've been playing some cricket which I'm pretty good at, I'm not going to lie, and um, my bike, so which really hurt my ass and I couldn't figure out why I had such a sore bum. But we're getting there and we're spending more time together as a family and I'm learning to have patience and um, I explain to a lot of my friends that we kind of have triplets. They are so close in age that it isn't like having three kids and one's two, five and seven and they all bring something different to the table. They're six, seven and eight at this period of time. Then it loops up and they're going to be seven, seven and nine. So there isn't really a helper. They all kind of are very codependent on each other and on us and it's sometimes brain rattling. But I am working on it for 2021. Flexible and fun. That's my name. Um, So once I've done all of this and I've figured out what's important with the appointments and then what my goals are, sit down and figure out how do I actually want to spend my days. I'm quite fortunate in the way that my business is set up, that I have such an amazing team. Um, I have the flexibility to manipulate my day the way that I like it. And being that we're trade-based, the boys start very early at 6am. So I have this flexibility from working from either 6am to 4pm, scheduling what I need to do in that time and then breaking up my day. So I'm really big on morning rituals. I love my hour of power. I love that time for myself um, to spend energizing myself, reflection, and also I guess after my angel card, getting some creative juice flowing um, because that's when the ideas really come to me. So uh, 
what I've learned this year after I went to um, Kira's beautiful divine vision statement masterclass was a manifestation practice of visualizing the life I want to live and recording that or reading that and playing it back to myself every day and um, putting it out there and reminding myself why I'm here and what I want to achieve. That can be followed up by affirmations and I'm big on teaching the kids affirmations now that they can encourage themselves with. A daily movement practice, whether that involves something like a beach walk or something that is stretching out my body because it's getting pretty tight and getting older. Um, a little silly one, which is flossing. I <laughs> I feel like it's something that not everyone does, but once you do it, you're like, why don't I do that more often? So flossing. And of course, my girl Quartz is going to love this one, sunscreen, but I already do that religiously, but I'm now working at putting on other parts of my body and not just protecting my face. So I feel like that is a nice little morning ritual and I can mix it up. I would like to have, going back to the relationships, I would like to have some more um, allocated time with Eden, whether that's a, a morning date or a lunch date or an evening date and trying to have those hour of two hours where we just spend time with just us throughout the week and at different stages of the week recapping and checking in with each other because we all both have or a lot of us all have um, things going on it's very easy to lose your connection um, so communication and connection is a huge one for me also and then in the evening given what I was just talking about, how rogue I went with my consumption, I really just want to like turn it down a level and relax. I, um, oh, I think I missed that off my list, but I really, really want to start reading. I feel like it is so powerful to read before you go to bed as opposed to watching TV, but I fall asleep. Like I can watch a show till the death, like to the end. I'm up for it. No falling asleep. Read one page and I'm out like a light. And then I have to keep reading that page again. So, but I read this amazing little, I'm not going to remember it, of course, surprise, but it was like, if you read 15 pages of a book a day, you'll end up reading something like 100 or 200 or 300 books. Whatever it was is impressive and it's way more than what I read now. So I was like, okay, I've got this. Set a little goal about my reading but I left it off my list. Um, but, yeah, my evening ritual, I really want to have this like deep cleanse of my body which will start with, you know, a beautiful shower, putting on any of my oils and winding down that way hydrate my body with moisturizer, you know, a big glass of water or a nice cup of, you know, green tea or herbal tea, um, do some meditation, some stretching, get myself ready for bed. And I really want to have a Monday to Friday or a Monday to Thursday, because Friday is technically the weekend, no TV in the bedroom um, and have that communication time where we might discuss our day in bed, what bothered us, what we're grateful for, or um, do the reading, read together and then discuss what we're learning in that book. So while these are all very rosy and dandy to do, um, it still um, is all a work in progress, but that is really where I'm at. I've hit the reset button. I've figured out what I want to do for 2021 and how I want to live my life moving forward. Again, I actually love being a walking contradiction because it means I'm growing. So not being so set in your ways is something to be proud of. 
Growth is um, something that we should all be doing as the as our life changes, so should our thoughts. And um, it's important to adapt to the situation and um, spend that time really reflecting and knowing what you want. So this is concluding my first ever solo episode. I hope that you got through it and listened to me babbling along on my own. As always, it would mean so much to me if there was anything that popped up on my list that you're like, damn, I need to do that. Please take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your socials. Give me a tag. I really, really love seeing you all. And um, thank you so much for listening. And just remember, we are all flawed, but we are also fucking fabulous. This podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. To stay up to date with me, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Leave me a review and follow me on Instagram at with Love Ash.